Hey, everybody, welcome once again to another episode of the Winning Digital Customers Podcast. I have a fantastic guest today joining us from Europe. He is Pierre Charles Parsi, and he is the global vice president in charge of brand experience, customer experience, and digital transformation at Royal Canaan. And if by chance you are not familiar with that brand, that is the largest provider of pet food. I know certainly here, I believe in the United States and I think in other parts of the world as well, major, major producer of pet food, a number of brands. It could very well be that your pet is eating Royal Canaan food and you don't even know it. In any case, he is going to talk to us today about some of the really, really interesting applications of digital transformation within his organization. Pierre Charles, welcome. So happy to have you here. And is there anything else you'd like to add to the introduction so people have a full context about you and your company? Hi, hello, Warden. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year and very happy to be with you uh, today. I think you did, did, you did say everything. I mean, like uh, in the fact that we are passionate about uh, cats and dogs' health, that the, this is the, the reason why we stand up every day in Royal Canin for the last 53 years, because it's a 53-year-old company born in the south of France at the service of uh, the cats and dogs of this world. And it has been built by a veterinarian called Jean Catari. Every day, we try to transform the lives of cats and dogs and bringing more well-being for those best companions of our lives. Because after the COVID that you know, people have been looking for a, a dog or a cat to accompany them in their day-to-day -day life. And they have been bringing the love that sometimes we were not able to share with the friends, with the family that we were not able to connect with anymore. So this is the reason why Royal Canin exists. And I hope that for the next 50 years, we'll be able to continuously transform the lives of cats and dogs. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and not only uh, meaningful, but one of the things we've had other guests on the show talking about recently is that mission-driven companies really are you know, the companies that seem to resonate most powerfully with consumers today. So it sounds like that's been the core of your DNA from the beginning. But even now in this world today, that seems to be something that's more and more important all the time to consumers. And, and you, you touched on an interesting topic about the impact of COVID on, on the pet industry in general. I'm always, I've been fascinated by this idea that, you know, when COVID hit, you know, there were some industries, of course, that were decimated and other industries that, that grew or, or where there was more demand. And some of them, you know, who would have thought the moment COVID hit, toilet paper, buy toilet paper stock, that's going to go up, you know. But it's, it's interesting to see how there have been some segments, which, of course, the need and the demand has grown so much. And I've seen that to some degree myself in, in the pet industry. I know my, my sister runs a dog shelter uh, in Washington, D.C. They're trying to save uh, dogs and cats and, and make sure they get adopted. And, of course, it's always been a struggle. And all of a sudden, COVID hit. And it was the opposite. They just didn't have enough animals for all the demand of people who wanted to adopt dogs and cats, which is, of course, fantastic from the perspective of making sure they all get adopted. And I'm guessing it's also meant there's been a real um, surge in sales and in just the need for everything associated with, with pet care, including, of course, food. Is that, is that the case? Yeah, in fact, uh, when COVID uh, arrived on, on our different markets in the world, pet shops, vet clinics, places where we can interact with uh, cats and dogs were closed, or sometimes I would say very difficult to get access to by governmental decisions, by just the reason that people wanted to stay safe home and, and not, I would say, expose themselves to the risk of a very, I would say, bloody virus, I would say, for the last two years, because they have, it has changed the lives of people. And in the pet care industry, I would say that we have been uh, privileged to first have the possibility to access to the raw materials, to the 
partners that have been working with us for the last uh, 50 years and and being able to then drive the right production for our factories all around the world to make sure that we continue to serve cats and dogs that were benefiting uh, uh, from our nutrition. And you know, Royal Canin has developed in the last uh, 20 years a very specific vet diet range. And in these moments of COVID, there was an urgent need to move on our side to look at how we can deliver those diets to the cats and dogs that were benefiting from it. And this has been uh, the reason why we decided to move uh, ahead, to take this COVID-19 situation as an opportunity. And uh, the digital uh, capabilities, the digital, I would say, infrastructure that we had in Royal Canin has been an opportunity for us to continuously keep in touch with the pet owners and delivering at the service sometimes of the veterinarian clinics, the right products, the right nutritional solutions to the cats and dogs that benefited from. And in fact, this is why we launched in France, in Mexico, in Germany, Netherlands, in a period of four or five weeks, uh, multiple uh, direct-to-consumer platforms to help those pet owners that were really suffering from high governmental uh, restrictions and to access the right uh, nutritional solutions for their cats and dogs. And it has been a, an extraordinary opportunity for us. I have to say we are privileged in an industry where indeed shelters, breeders have been asked a lot and requested from a lot of uh, human beings in the world to adopt a cat or a dog. And this has been helping us to keep a great activity, a, a high level of activity during this period. We know it's not the, the case of all the industries and we are very empathetic about the situation that exists even within Mars, where the situation was not the same for every brand in Mars Corporation, in Mar Mars Corporation. And, and, and we have been helping potentially our colleagues from other segments, other divisions of Mars to sustain a good level of, uh, of business. And, and maybe in the future, we will face some difficulties and our colleagues from Mars will help us to also uh, be in a, in, a good, uh, in a good situation. And this is why I am personally very proud of belonging to a Mars uh, um, Inc. Uh, a corporation and also a family-owned business that has this, I would say, uh, ambition to always uh, sustain the right business for the, for the world, for the human beings, for the cats and dogs, because in fact, Mars is a human and cat and dog uh, first company. And yes, COVID has been a critical opportunity and I believe based on the foundations that we had, especially on digital uh, uh, area. Yeah. And so some of these markets, you actually didn't have an e-commerce platform in place. You weren't serving that market with e-commerce until COVID. And then you were able to very rapidly enable that. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and it has been a great opportunity for us because, you know, when you are uh, building a transformation movement within the company, we wanted to start our direct-to-consumer journey in 2018. In 2019, we had some test and learn, and 2020 arrived. And I would say the, the market has completely changed due to the fact that you were not able anymore to go to the specialty pet trade retailers or to the vet clinics and how you are interacting with the pet owners of this world. They were in their living rooms. They were in their, uh, I would say, uh, offices and their flats alone, and they were using digital connection, digital commerce, as a way to be delivered with potentially not only the right nutrition, but also the right nutrition and the right education, the right services, 
the right way to monitor the uh, health of their cats and dogs. And we have been providing in most of the countries in the world direct-to-consumer uh, services that were delivering the nutritional solution that were needed, but also education, knowledge services, and also connected collars that were helping the cat and dog owners to look at the level of scratching, the level of uh, uh, walking, the level of potential uh, overweighing because the cats or the dogs were just, uh, and especially the dogs, were kept at home most uh, of the time and, and not getting out enough compared to the normal life. And this is how we are also standing up for the cats and dogs' life. It's not only, and the cats and dogs' health, not only by providing the right nutritional services and solutions, but also bringing the services, the education, and all the devices that help to, I would say, change the life and the health of cats and dogs. Yeah, so... This is really interesting. So it wasn't just the delivery of the food, but the knowledge and the services and the diagnostics that maybe people didn't have as easy access to just taking their dog to the vet, those types of things. You are providing that also to help support people during COVID that, that didn't have access to their normal channels for that. You know, I'd, I'd like to ask this. One thing I've noticed, a lot of companies, the success they had, their ability to quickly pivot for COVID was often based on what they had done before. Those companies that moved quickly, it's usually because they were preparing. And I'm curious, what do you look to that maybe has happened in the few years prior to COVID that then allowed you to move so quickly to change? Because many companies couldn't do that. You know, They couldn't so quickly stand up e-commerce operations in so many different countries. Yeah, and I believe also it's, it's a question of culture within the company that you are working at. And I have to be, uh, to be transparent, Royal Canin has been facing multiple crises in the development of the company. It's today indeed the largest brand of the Mars uh, portfolio. And, and it was not the case a few years ago, like 10 years ago, it was not the, the largest brand. But what did contribute to make this growth happen? It's because we learned from the situations that were hard, that we sometimes stood up back because in fact we failed or we had some troubles. And what does not kill you makes you stronger. This is the you know, a motto that we apply a lot in Royal Canin because we face sometimes very hard difficulties. And the company has been uh, demonstrating her, her, I would say, an amazing capacity to face risks, to face, face threats, to face hard situations. And as we say, from breakdown to breakthrough, this is the kind of culture that we have in Royal Canin. And it was exactly the same with the gilet jaune or the yellow vest. I don't know if you remember that in France, we had those people wearing uh, yellow jackets in the middle of Paris. But those guys, they were also close to our factories in 2018. And they were blocking the access of our factories. And you know what? But we build a road in the, in the crops to make things, to give access for the trucks to get access to the factory. So we build the road in a few days. A bit like Chinese uh, government did with the, the hospital in one week in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Wuhan. In fact, Royal Canin has this uh, ability into the genes, into the DNA to reinvent itself and to make sure that it will build more muscles to sustain the business. And it was exactly the same case with the digital foundations that we have been building. In 2018, 2019, we have set a lot of foundations, a core model of digital application, platforms, services that we offer to our network of professionals 
Because what uh, really makes Royal Canin strong and different is because we have a network of pet professionals that recognize our brand as a trustworthy brand, as a company that you can work with in a mutual environment. Because our suppliers of raw materials have been helping us in this moment of crisis to have the right allocation of the raw materials we needed. Because also our veterinarian clinics, our breeders, our shelters, I've been relaying the words of Royal Canin during the COVID on saying, hey, if you don't have access to your food in the pet specialty pet trade retailers, you can also get access to, from it uh, in, uh, in royalcanin.com and don't hesitate to go there and they will help you to find. And so we have been building not only the right digital platforms because it's good to have the assets, it's good to have the agility, the flexibility to build and develop very quickly, but it was also a question of having the right I would say mutual environment to offer for our partners, for our clients to continuously trust us and come to us. And then, yes, we can discuss about the technological platforms, the digital muscles capabilities we have been relying on. But this is just one element among a more cultural and change management, I would say, strength that we have been building over time and on which we will rely, I hope, again in the future because crisis will come again and again and again and again and this is the kind of muscles that any company should look at building this resiliency competency that is really the key one for any corporation yeah wow those are amazing stories i'm still reeling from the fact that you had protesters blocking your factory so you built an entire new road in a few days that's absolutely amazing so if we have listeners who are listening to this and then are thinking well, let's say they work for another large enterprise. My company would never do that. We're not set up for that. You know? We couldn't respond that rapidly. What would be some steps that you would advise? What are the things that you think have been done either at Royal Canaan or at Mars more broadly that have gotten you to the point where you can, you have that culture and you have that, it must be more than culture, I assume, but something to do also with resources. I don't know, what, what's the path to get to the point that someone's ready so that when the next crisis comes, they're, they're more prepared. Indeed, you know, when you are facing a crisis is you are facing the iceberg. So everybody will react because we don't want to take the iceberg. Everybody knows Titanic. Everybody knows the fact that when we, you face a wall with your car, you don't want to hit the, the wall. So you will try to work and, uh, and drive around. The only thing is when you are in normal way, normal life in a certain way, you are probably not facing all the time the iceberg. You are probably the frog into a pan that can be boiling more and more. And the problem of being the frog in the pan that is starting to boil more and more is you don't uh, feel that you are boiling, that you're already dead. And this is the reality of our uh, lethal companies that we are in, because in fact, all the big corporations are lethal, or I would say are able to die at the moment. And this is why we need to first acknowledge that, yes, we are not invincible, that we can die at a moment. This is the first element. The second element is, even if I am in a good situation, I'm not facing uh, the iceberg. I am more on the wave that I surf because I am seizing a good opportunity. This is where you need to prepare the future. This is what we say, by the way, in good uh, French is, it's not when it's raining that you build the roof, you build the roof when it's sunny, or you are improving your roof when it's a sunny time. So this is exactly what you need to do when you are surfing good, good uh, situation in your market is how you prepare yourself. And what does it mean in terms of buy-in approach is 
convincing your management that you need to invest not only on, I would say, the core business, on the two-day business, but on creating the new sources of business that will take time to come. But then when it will be needed to activate it, you will be ready to switch on or switch off some of your core business to the new business and you will have the muscles ready to, to go. And the last element is also, I would say, building some artifactual success of the change you want to impulse. Because it's good to say, it's good to say, oh, we need to anticipate. It's good to bring your top management into the buy-in of your project. But you need also to bring all your organization. And when you state, okay, in five years or in 10 years, like in Royal Canin, we will be a health through nutrition company. So we will not be anymore a nutrition company, but a health company that through nutrition, we are helping to improve. But it cannot come if you don't bring some hacks, some realizations, some achievements that make everybody in the company feel, wow, in fact, we are becoming a health company. So now we are not talking anymore about like the health outputs, or I would say the outputs we generate from factory and we want to deliver. We talk about health outcomes, How, what kind of benefits we can offer to a cat or a dog. And this is exactly what we did with Royal Canin Individualis. It's an individualized nutritional solution we launched, leveraging AI as the way to calculate, to define the right recipe for your cat or for your dog. And I don't know if you have a cat or a dog, but let's imagine you have a Maine Coon, you know, those beautiful cats that are super uh, close to human beings. They want to be close to you, etc. Imagine you have a, a Maine Coon, I have a Maine Coon coming from the same mother. But Royal Canin individualists will take into consideration the fact that they don't live at the same place. I live in a rural environment, maybe not you. You are probably not making your cat going too much externally. I am having an outdoor cat. Maybe I have sterilized, maybe not. And at the beginning, if the same Maine Coon coming from the same mother with the same DNA, but those characteristics will completely change the way the nutrition is done. I would say the nutrition is needed because the life calls for a different source of nutrition. But we will look also at how we combine the right monitoring, the right services into a packaged solution. Because this is the reason why we are tailoring the nutrition, customizing to the most and the upper level of detail. And so we will deliver health benefits and not anymore deliver keyboards in a bag. And this is a major transformation. This has been happening the last years. And now the organization sees that, yes, this is where we go and this is possible. It's not just a dream. It happens every day. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. It makes me think that the dogs and cats that are using your products probably have better nutrition than almost any people that we know. Uh, in a certain way. And, you know, we try to not compare because we are really different and we have very different nutritional needs. And even between cats and dogs. There are major differences in the way nutrition can be provided. The only thing is like nutrition for a cat, nutrition for a dog needs to follow a certain balance, a certain level of calories a day, depending on the level of activity, a level of uh, nutrients that are needed to be provided to the cats and dogs. And really, we are looking at how we can do that in a way that will sustain the well-being, the health, and make better lives for cats and dogs because we know also that nutrition, when it's not delivered in the right way, it can have really bad consequences. Gastrointestinal, 
potential urinary issues, probably also some derma issues that have been proven that nutrition has a strong impact on. And this is the reason why we stand up every day for every cats and dogs health. And digital is a critical enabler for that. Yeah. So interesting. I, I hadn't ever really thought about all these aspects of delivering pet food, or as you say now, pet health. I'd like to hear more about some of the challenges you faced. You, you talked about this already some, you know, that, that you need to show some of those early wins and not everyone believes in it in the beginning. You know, of course, COVID has acted as such an accelerator for digital transformation at so many companies, and it sounds like at yours as well. But if, if somebody's listening who's in an earlier stage, they're still trying to get kind of the belief, the momentum, the funding, the alignment. Sometimes if they hear a story and it sounds too good, they think, oh, man, Pierre Charles was able to do that at, at, at Mars, but I could never do that at my company. My company would never buy into it. They would never agree. What other challenges did you encounter that you can share that you found some way through that might be instructive for others listening? Well, there are multiple challenges and uh, maybe uh, there are some that I will keep for me, but, but at least the, the ones uh, that are public, uh, or I would say the ones that I can uh, bring public are when you join a company that has been for 53 years, or I would say when I joined, it was the 50 year anniversary. This company has been following one motto, it's to be pet centric. And when you're pet centric, then you are not pet owner centric. So you are not looking at what the pet owners want. And in reality, it has been a big challenge to convince the organization to not look only at the pets, at their behaviors, at what they can not talk about, because in fact, pets cannot talk, unfortunately, but by observing, by, I would say, studying the, the behaviors of cats and dogs, we have been able to bring the right level of solutions on the market year after year. But we were a bit avoiding to bring the pet owner into the equation. We were also looking at the pet professionals, how the scientific lovers and the non-scientific lovers of cats and dogs, the breeders, the shelters, the groomers, the specialty pet trade retailers, or the veterinarians were looking at cats and dogs. But the pet owners, oh my God, a few years ago, it was uh, forbidden to bring even a human being in a communication ad or a communication video. Having the presence of a human in a Royal Canin spot was just considered as a big mistake. And it was 10 years ago. And 10 years after, we have decided to change the organization of Royal Canin to bring the level of focus that we want to have on pet owners. And this is why we have a brand and pet owner organization that is really focusing on understanding how our brand, Royal Canin, can interact in more intimate relationships with pet owners. But it has been a big challenge because when you join a company, first you're joining a company. It was my case. So then you are a newcomer. Then you need to convince on the importance of bringing more and more pet owner focus. I would not say on purpose pet owner centricity because this is a pet centric company with a pet owner focus and embedding pet professionals into a mutual ecosystem. This is how we define our business model. But this is the first challenge, how you change culturally the look at the way we do focus group, the way we do user centricity, uh, design thinking uh, workshops, how we collect the user feedbacks and especially your feedback or anybody that has a cat or a dog or a passion for a cat and dog. These are precious insights that we were not collecting at all. The second challenge and when you face a, a situation that is hard, it's easier to bring the change. But when you are in a good situation, that was the case when I joined, how do you convince that this is the, the moment for changing? 
And we were highlighting, thanks to data that we collected and that we used to be transformed into insights, the fact that there were already changing elements in the ecosystem, in the pet care industry, that could call for some risk of disintermediation, risk of losing our competitive advantage. And it has been the journey. I have taken my backpack during one year to convince some people you need, when you are facing this kind of transformation challenges, you need to bring your CEO with you. And my CEO has been extremely helpful because he was the first sponsor of the transformation we, we have been leading. He has been creating the job I have been uh, recruiting for. He has been changing the organization to make space to the digital transformation. And I believe that in other companies, in other industries, it has been also the reason for success. And so I would say, yes, challenge of showing that we can do it and we need to do the transformation, a challenge of convincing and bringing a CEO and a, a top management team to support the transformation. And I would say the third one, changing a bit the paradigm of the company of looking at things differently and looking potentially at different audiences and insights that is helping us are the three key challenges I would highlight. There has been multiple other ones, but we absolutely not have the time to come back to hours and days and weeks of hard work of a team that has been extraordinary in this journey also. And, and, and I would say the last challenge is to select and bring the right talents in the journey to make yourself, I would say, relayed, finding the right ambassadors inside the company to be your, I uh, would say, uh, evangelist uh, of transformation within the organization. Yeah. Well, that's very helpful. A lot of really good stuff there. You know, it, it's funny. I hadn't thought about it in the context of this conversation, but um, actually I, I don't have a dog or a cat. I wish I could, but my wife has allergies. What we do have is a marine aquarium and we hadn't had one for years. We just recently got it again, but you made me really connect that to what you're talking about because I used to keep a marine aquarium and then I got out of it for a while and now I'm getting back into it. And I really see the digital transformation there because now what I'm getting is these monitoring systems. And it sounds like a little bit of similar thing. And it, the emotional impact of making sure you're taking care of your pets and avoiding or doing your very best to avoid the emotional negative journey of health issues with your pets. Fish, of course, marine fish, particularly very delicate. So now all of a sudden I've got a system that has probes in the water, graphing on my phone, the pH and the alkaline, you know, all these things, the, the oxygen in the water. And never 20 years ago, they, it, was, it was impossible. You could make little things in test tubes and hold them up and try to tell what color it was. But anyway, so I think it's, it's a, I've, I realize there's a big digital transformation in, in the fish pet industry. And, and clearly I didn't realize how much there was in terms of mammals as well. And so that's, that's fascinating. I'd like to just ask you maybe a final question about that. What do you think the future is? What is it going to look like in five or 10 years as a dog or cat owner? How is this going to continue? And, and what's it going to mean in terms of any change in the way in the pet owner experience and in the pet experience? I believe, you know, it's uh, very hard to, to answer this question because the one that is futurist uh, generally uh, can, can sell the recipe and, 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 and be, and be the, the one that succeeds in the next five, 10 years. And, and the market can change very, very rapidly. The environment can change so quickly. And we have seen with COVID, just COVID happens and it changed dramatically the, the conditions of success on the market. What I would, what I would say is, there will be a permanent question for us, as I would say, the, transform the transformers of the life of cats and dogs. 
and especially as uh, the partner of a better life, or I would say an healthier life, is how we can use digital technologies, AI, data, to understand better cats and dogs that are not speaking. And for us, the dream would be that when you are in front of a, a human being, he can tell you, I'm not feeling good. I have a back in my, I have a pain in my back. I have a headache. How can you understand what your dog, what your cat is feeling? A dog is potentially, you know, walking around in the place and he can do that for hours and hours and hours. It potentially means that he has a source of stress. Or if he's doing that for some minutes, sometimes he's only just looking for playing with you because he's asking you to play with, with the dog. This is what we have discovered by observing dogs for years. And by compiling a lot of data, we have been able to, to look at this with the help of academics, etc., that have, of course, analyzed the, the behaviors of cats and dogs. And those dogs, for instance, if you go too fast, you think that he has a stress and he is a stressed. Why? He just want to play. The same way, a dog that is sniffing is not sniffing by being impolite. He just wants to get to know his environment, to get to know where he goes because he does not see very well. But he needs to sniff to know where he goes and where he walks and who he meets to make sure that he is safe. And, and this is not bad. So the more we will be able to collect data, the more we will be able to understand the pets in the future, the more we will be able to drive the right nutritional solution, the right services to not only make the, the pet's life better, but also educate the pet owners in the right way. Because the magic of the companionship between a, a human being and a pet is that we are discovering the relationship we are building because of this impossibility to talk with, to exchange. But if we are equipping a pet owner, and if tomorrow, for instance, we are helping you to become a, a pet owner, and you want to be a responsible pet owner to give the best to your animal. But this is, I think, one of the key challenges for the future for us is how we will raise the level of education I would say providing the help that a pet owner is needing in any key moment of the life of a pet, at the start of life, at the first moment of contact with the vet, when the cat or the dog starts to become uh, old and needs to be helped for the end of life, is if we can accompany the life of the pet owners there, then we will have won. And last but not least, we will need to reinvent the way our pet professionals are evolving in an ecosystem that is more and more interconnected and the interconnection of these ecosystems, the orchestration of these ecosystems is for us a critical challenge. Gail Charles, this has been fantastic. You've really given me a lot to think about, and I think the audience as well. It's a reminder of, of all the things we have in our lives, how pet ownership is really one of the things that for many people is such an important part of their life and such an emotional experience. We might not think of a bag of dog food as being an emotional product, but you've really helped remind us why it's, it's part of something that is one of the, for many people, one of the most important parts of their emotional life. And then this vision of the future, I think is fascinating. I don't know why I kept thinking of one of the Pixar movies. I think it's up, but I could be mistaken where the dog has like a technology so you can hear what the dog is saying, you know, and I, I never would have thought our discussion today would go to this direction, but the idea that the work that you're doing, maybe not, maybe that's not quite the, the, the product you guys are going to be bringing to market to actually hear the, the, the animal's thoughts, but the idea that we could use digital technology to really be able to solve those puzzles about what is the animal really thinking and asking for and needing, that's really a profound idea. So thank you. This has been really, really interesting and, and eye-opening. 
So thank, thank you so you much for much. being here. Absolutely. Is there anywhere you want to send them if they want to learn more? No, I think that everybody can come on royalcanin.com. Uh, it's a very easy uh, website to type and, and come in. Any Anyone that needs to or wants to have more connection, connect with me on LinkedIn, and I would be very happy to share. And uh, and again, because uh, cats and dogs are making a better world for, for us, we need to make a better world for them. So if we can collectively work for that and stand up for that, I would be very happy to to connect with anyone that wants to to continue our purpose. Wonderful. Well, we'll leave the link to your LinkedIn and to Royal Canaan's website, of course, in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here, Pierre Charles. Thanks to all of you, as always, for listening or watching, as you may variously be doing, the Winning Digital Customers Show. Look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, keep transforming.